0: Ten, it's got the code. It's gonna launch. It's a unique system. I know this. It's all the files of the whole park. It
1: tells you everything.
2: Sir, he's uploading the virus. Eagle One, the package is being delivered. Today we're talking about the hackers, YouTubers, and a prank war that went very wrong.
3: 70,000 Google devices were hacked to promote PewDiePie. I don't like your T-Series. Nothing personal, kid. But I must go all out, just this once. Or vegana, will it be set the fuck down' T-Series. I'm here to spill the real tea. you're trying to me from number one but you you lose so best thing you have
2: a- in November 50,000 printers started suddenly printing a message urging recipients to subscribe to Pewdiepie, YouTube's most popular star ever with 80 million subscribers. It came with a warning too that the printers were hacked because they were dangerously exposed to the internet. A month later, the same hacker, known as Hacker Giraffe, struck again, this time hacking smart TVs and Chromecast devices to autoplay a video promoting PewDiePie and urging them to fix their exposed devices. Things only got crazier from there. A few days later, Hacker Giraffe released a remorseful statement detailing the harassment they endured from PewDiePie fans and haters. They feared the FBI and for their personal safety. Hacker Giraffe ended their transmission by saying they were hanging up hacking forever. How did something that started in good fun become so toxic? This week, we're talking to Motherboard staff writer Samantha Cole, who's been following this drama from the beginning. I'm Ben Maku, and this is Cyber. So, Samantha, first time on the show. Yes, hello. And you're going to be on this show right now because you did an article on somebody called PewDiePie.
4: It's cute that you say it like you don't know who he is.
2: I kind of, I, but the thing is, I, maybe his army, which we'll find out, will not like this, but I only found out about PewDiePie because I got tweeted a few times where someone said somebody looks like if PewDiePie and I had a kid and they were <laughs> uglier. And I kept getting it and I was like, who the fuck is PewDiePie? And I checked it out and now I know who he is. Wow. Well, kind of, but that's...
4: I'm sorry for we Well, we're,
2: I think it's just because we're both <laughs> white guys with beards. It's not exactly like a, a really like we look alike. Fair enough. But um, but yeah, I, I, but of course, like everything on this show, it kind of led you down a bit of a rabbit hole. So what happened?
4: Yeah. So um, just to give people a little bit of context who don't know um, PewDiePie, he is uh, YouTube's most popular, uh, I guess, a vlogger. Do people still say vlogger? I don't know. I think so. Um, it feels really dated to say vlogger, but um, yeah, he's the most popular um, YouTuber right now. He's got he just broke eighty million subscribers, so um, that makes him the most popular ever. Wow! Um, yeah, he's he's a uh, pretty big. Um, he was going, um, he was doing this like war with another channel called T Series, which is um, an Indian channel that also has like a ton of subscribers, and they were growing really quickly, and it was like a big deal, like with him and his fans. Like, oh, are we gonna like get passed over by t-series um so that kind of kicked off like what we're going to talk about today which is um all of his fans kind of coming together and saying like we have to make sure like pewdiepie stays on top um all this kind of craziness which then led to people doing some pretty wacky shit with hacking printers and smart tvs and stuff so that's the very (laughs) quick too long
2: didn't read that's so, but he's some sort of like comedian slash, he also reviews games, he's a, he's a game blogger.
4: Yeah, he does like Twitch streams. Right, okay. Um, and he's from he's, Sweden? Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's kind of a personality, I guess, is what you would call.
2: And he has just like this very <laughs> committed following of, yes. of people. I mean, it's like north of 80 million, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, he just broke 80 million. So it's, um, yeah, it's quite a bit and people get really, really into, um being part of this community of PewDiePie followers, so, yeah.
2: So, in order to keep him on top, a figure emerges named Hacker Giraffe, <laughs> who is a hacker. Yes. But a white hat hacker.
4: Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, we call him a white hat ha- white hat hacker in some of the covers that we've done, but um, just to kind of define that term, um, that's when someone is doing hacking to expose vulnerabilities that's, um not necessarily to be malicious, but to say, like, here's what's wrong with your devices or, like, here's what's exposed to the Internet, here's how to fix them, um, that kind of stuff. Or, like, it's usually um, someone's doing it for, like, some kind of, like, bug bounty or, like, some greater good is hap- involved in this. Um, they're not hacking to hurt anyone. Um, so that's kind of why we call hacker draft that in the articles that we write, but it's a little different in his case because he's just kind of... um releasing these things out into the wild um he's taking over people's smart tvs um printers hundreds of thousands of printers were printing um pewdiepie like subscribe sheets of paper like with you know ascii art of fist bumps and stuff like that um so it's like pretty fun and funny but it's also um
2: sounds really annoying a little bit
4: annoying and not really the smartest it's not quite legal um to just kind of take over people's devices in that way so um yeah that's kind of the background of what he's up to
2: so he was doing this all in an effort to keep PewDiePie on top so he was essentially going I'm sure he was doing like soft scans of the internet of things seeing what devices were out there that had vulnerabilities and then exploiting them in any way could visually or otherwise to just say support yeah basically that's, and Was it working?
4: Um, I mean, it went uh, pretty viral. You know, lots of outlets, including us, picked it up when it happened. Um, so, yeah, I think it worked. Uh, I don't know what the actual return on like, subscribers was, but there was tons of people tweeting and saying, like, oh, my God, like, my workplace printer just started, like, spamming us with PewDiePie sheets of paper, and, like, people were, like, really concerned when their, like, Chromecasts were playing a video that they didn't put on there. Um and tweeting about it or like um writing about it. So I think it worked. I mean in that, that would way. be
2: that would be pretty freaky. Yeah. But I guess if it's just some like Swedish dude yelling about whatever, I wouldn't be as
4: Right. freaked out, you know? Yeah. I mean that's where it kind of I mean it is it's supposed to be kind of fun and funny. Um,
2: it's kind of an old school hack really in a lot of ways. It's sort of this like very kind of old school hacker culture. Yeah. Like almost phone freaking or something like Mm -hmm. that. It's, you know, it's not necessarily something really intense and dark. Right. It's not dark overlord.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's harmless in that way. No one was hurt.
2: (laughs) But so what happened to Hacker Giraffe?
4: So that's kind of where um, this took a turn for the worst. Um, So HackerDraft was kind of, I don't, I mean, he wasn't really well known before this. I don't know if he was known at all. I had not heard of him before this, Um, but um, he kind of blew up as far as popularity. People were, um, knew who he was all of a sudden, like people were um, tweeting at him and he set up a website and like kind of really leaned into this after the printer hack um, and had, like, a little bit of notoriety as far as that, um, and taking credit for it, but then, um, after the Chromecast hack, which was in December last month, um, he came out with this long, um, I guess it was, like, a statement, um, on, like, Pastebin or something, like, about how he, uh, was being threatened and harassed, and people were coming after him, and, um threatening his family and uh all this stuff. And um, why were
2: they threatening his family?
4: I think um what I kinda gathered from this kind of vague all over the place statement was that uh people who didn't like PewDiePie were coming after him and it was just I mean the thing is like it's kinda it's kinda hard to say why are people why are people harassing people online is like the reason is because this culture is very toxic. Um there's not really a real reason a lot of the times. It's just people um do shitty things to each other on the internet. Um,
2: It's just troll army versus troll army. Yeah,
4: exactly. Um, I don't know if it was so much like D-Series versus PewDiePie or if it was just like people getting into this like scuffle. Um, But I think the last straw for HackerDraft was somebody in like a server somewhere who was chatting with someone. Um, said that the FBI was, like, investigating him. Yeah, that was in
2: a Discord channel, was it not?
4: Yeah, it was either in Discord or, like, someone told me later that it was somewhere else, but it started in a Discord channel where he was. um, And basically saying that, like, the FBI is watching you, like, watch out, like, you should really stop, like, you're being sloppy. And he totally, like, freaked out and, like, I mean, it sounds like, you know, he had, like, a panic attack or something, like, had, like, something, some kind of breakdown where... This was like the last straw and posted this blog and then posted a really long, um, like a 20-minute uh, monologue about how like, he was no longer going to be um, hacking or uh, involved in these pranks or involved with the PewDiePie stuff anymore. Um, it just completely scared him off
1: from it. Most of you are probably wondering what happened. Why I suddenly deleted everything and why I suddenly ran away. No, Twitter didn't shut down my account. No, nobody hacked into the account. And no, nobody got, nobody, nobody came and um, I wasn't caught by authorities. Over the past month, I have gone under this alias and I have been given the chance to finally teach people what hacking really is like and what what you could do with hacking and cybersecurity. I was given this platform and it felt like a miracle. But for the past month my DMs have been filled with death threats, attempted doxes and a lot of people have just it's crazy. It's crazy what I had to endure day by day. I'm no celebrity. I'm not conditioned to wake up in the morning and read a couple of DMs of people telling me to go kill myself, people telling me that they hope I end up dead, and people saying they'll call the cops and report me to the police and law enforcement. That is not the kind of life that I was prepared to live, and the internet is not a happy place. Today, while I was in my Discord server, I received, I received a DM from someone and they claimed, or they said, that the FBI was building a case against me. Are they telling the truth? Are they kidding? Are they trolling? Doesn't really matter. I lost my shit. I lost every single piece of my shit that I could ever lose in my life. I was already on, pan- on panic attack, I was already on panic mode for an entire month and going after Chromecasts didn't exactly help. So I freaked. I went ahead, I burned everything to the ground. The server's gone, Cloudflare account is gone, everything's gone. GitHub, GitHub is gone, the Patreon is gone, the PayPal that is linked to the Patreon is gone, everything is gone. It's all gone, it's all burned to the ground. The only thing that's left is this.
0: Traffic jams, tailgating,
2: So basically what you're saying is Hacker Giraffe wasn't about to do that fed time for PewDiePie. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he disappeared.
4: Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, how much disappeared he is, but he is, uh, he's not hacking anymore, he says, um, according to the statements that he released, you know, one or two weeks ago. So,
2: But it wasn't just printers he was going after. Chromecast, didn't he, like, hack the Wall Street Journal?
4: Someone did. We don't know if he did.
2: So someone um, on behalf of PewDiePie hacked the Wall Street Journal.
4: Yeah, so <laughs> that's a whole other. I'm um, starting to wonder if
2: the CIA is worried about PewDiePie's <laughs> influence.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's it's a uh, it's a beef for the ages. That's for sure. I the <laughs> Wall Street Journal stuff um, goes back to the T series thing also, and um, and maybe I think it was last year. I think it was maybe 2000. Sixteen or seventeen, maybe that far back. But um the Wall Street Journal published an article that was critical of PewDiePie and said that um he had amplified some like anti Semitic imagery or something like that. And um Disney saw it and pulled their uh support of PewDiePie. Um
2: The mouse at supports PewDiePie? I guess <laughs>
4: yeah, well not, anymore. Oh,
2: that's, not that's, anymore. That's probably the most sinister thing we've talked about the entire <laughs> interview.
4: Yeah. Um yeah, I mean that's I'm I'm not super read up on that side of this, um, but that's uh the gist of what happens um with the Wall Street Journal uh last year or a year and a half ago, whatever it was. Um but yeah, Disney kind of severed ties from PewDiePie and said we're not gonna support the channel anymore and um, you know, obviously PewDiePie's fans didn't take kindly to that and uh PewDiePie like talked about it on stream and on his channel and stuff um and uh someone hacked the wall street journal to do the same kind of thing as the printer
3: hack so what happened well basically wall street journal site hacked with a pro pewdiepie message so uh the hacking never stops does it first we have all the printer hacking then the printer hack hacked happened again just three days ago uh pewdiepie printers hackers strike again what to do unsubscribe from, P- from T-Series? Subscribe to PewDiePie, printer hack 2. <laughs> My Dymo printer just told me I need to subscribe to PewDiePie, but I'm already subscribed. Subscribe again! <laughs> so basically, this article somehow appeared on the Wall Street Journal's website. I have no idea how they achieved this, but big props to whoever pulled this up. I mean, that's hilarious.
2: So, PewDiePie seems to have a very seriously committed group of people backing him up online. Yeah. And it sounds like possibly a very committed group of people who do not like him online as well.
4: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of influence, um, especially, I mean, within this um, subscriber this community that he has. Um, yeah, people are willing to do crazy shit for him, which is uh, interesting to me. So, you know, as far as YouTube goes, he's not bad.
0: <laughs> right. Um,
4: yeah, there's a lot worse stuff out there. Um, yeah, he's... Um, He's gotten into some heat before with the anti-Semitic stuff. Um, we've written before about um, how he speaks about women on his channel um, is a bit problematic. Really? In how the does past. he? How does he speak though? Um, it was maybe last year where he was doing like one of those compilations of showing like women on stream um, on Twitch, um, and there was like an AI like facial recognition eye tracking thing that he was playing with. Right. Um, and it was supposed to track like where your eyes land. I don't know, you can probably guess where eyes land if you're watching these women streamers <laughs> a lot of the times. it's Right, like, okay. Yeah, so that was kind of the joke um, that he was making. Um, and yeah, he used some derogatory language. Um, and then, you know, we called it out and said, this is not okay, this is not really how you can treat women on stream. You, this is such a double, double standard with like mm-hmm. um, using their content for your channel, but then also harassing them when mm-hmm. they try to stream.
2: Um and you wrote that article. Yeah. And I'm gonna take a wild guess. Or actually I'm just gonna ask you outright, <laughs> how was that for you?
4: Um, I mean I still get emails about that. And that was a good that was a year ago. Um, wow. Or, and just,
2: just a little very, less than a year ago. Very harassing emails.
4: Yeah, I have a hate mail folder now devoted to <laughs> mostly because of that. Um yeah, I mean that's just kind of that's just being a female journalist, I think, in general, mm-hmm. dealing with stuff online. Um, so it's definitely not the exception to that rule but um yeah after we wrote that um his kind of his fans uh took that very seriously which they should (laughs) um and you know he put our article on his channel and like screen clipped like so you could see like what we wrote and everything which you know is totally in his right to do that um and yeah my dms are full of people still mad about that article um
2: has he ever responded to no. what what the backlash <laughs> has been for you as a female journalist doing no, her job?
4: definitely not. And, I mean, especially with him particularly, I know a lot of other journalists um, and female journalists especially um, deal with the same thing specifically from his fans. Um, sending, you know, hateful messages, harassment, death threats, um, stuff like that. So it's a lot of the same stuff that her- Hacker Giraffe is getting, um, but... You know, that's our job to do it. And I think yeah, it's it's interesting to see kind of that that culture take a turn on someone who's in that culture. Um, so graf is obviously like a really big fan. Um, but then kind of that same toxicity turned around on him when he started doing, you know, publishing stuff and saying like, sign up for PewDiePie's channel and stuff like that. So, um yeah, I mean it's obviously it's symptomatic of something much bigger. Um,
2: so is this essentially, I mean, in some ways, you must have had some some amount of, you know, camaraderie with Hacker Giraffe and knowing what that person's going through because you've done, you've had the same thing happen to you and, and you, I'm sure you didn't. I, I've been in similar positions before. Yeah. And it's awful.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the things he said was he just doesn't know how people deal with this. He doesn't understand how anyone can, like, cope with this level of harassment every day. Um. And I think people are very critical of um, the media being critical of PewDiePie mm-hmm. who are in that fan base. Um, it's kind of like, look at yourselves. <laughs> like, this is, this is what your fans are doing to people. And he goes on his channel and says, like, um, you know, this is rad. Like, keep, keep doing the, the hacks and stuff.
3: Someone hacked printers worldwide, urging people to subscribe to PewDiePie. Thank you, printers. Very cool. See, this is what I'm talking about. Even printers are doing their part. (laughs) Now, I saw this on Twitter and I actually thought it was fake. I didn't really take it seriously, but the message uh, was basically printed and told people to Number one, unsubscribe from T-Series. Number two, subscribe to PewDiePie. Share awareness, tell everyone you know, and brofist. That's what I need. That's what I'm talking about. All this support to keep me on top is so funny. I love it. Please keep it up. Just don't do anything illegal, okay? Because that will look bad on me. That's the only reason. (laughs) I mean, it will
2: look bad on PewDiePie, whoever that is. Does he ever, has he never come out and say like, stop harassing
4: women? Mm, Not that I've seen. He might have stood up for people at some point and said like, stop harassing women or stop harassing people online in general. Um, But... I haven't really seen that. It's usually kind of in a jokey way. um he likes that there's like this army. It's like that's that's part of the bit um so yeah, I mean, he talked about HackerDraft on one of his uh videos um and kind of acknowledged him and put his handle from Twitter and everything on his video, um which kind of amplified who he was um and kind of said keep keep doing it.' But also, don't do anything illegal, which he already did. Like it was already <laughs> illegal. <laughs> yeah, PewDiePie was like, "I don't, I don't want to get in any legal trouble," you know, like haha. But like, it's already it's been done.
2: Has PewDiePie ever responded to your comment? No. You've reached out, I'm assuming. Yeah. And there's never been a response. No. I mean, I guess the great thing is you were harassed uh, and. Yet you still wrote another article about PewDiePie.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's part of the job. It's what we got to do. Yeah, I think it's important to bring this stuff to light when it happens. Um, Yeah, not everyone kind of realizes what's going on in some of these platforms um, unless you're in it. Uh, And, yeah, that's the biggest part of our job as journalists is to be in it. Um, So, yeah, I think it's really important to, um, to point it out when it happens, to point out fucked up stuff when it happens because
2: mm-hmm.
4: it happens a lot. This guy's the most popular YouTuber. He doesn't need your help. Um, he doesn't need you to write me an article about why like he's amazing and I suck. Like no, He doesn't need this. He doesn't need you to do hacks for him. Um, it's like more content for him.
2: This week's episode was produced by Lorenzo Franceschi Bichirai, recorded by Mitch Rackin and edited by John Northcraft. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like the show, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell your friends about us. We'll be back with more next week.